It's the CMXU Rider Rundown, brought to you by KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, and Gas Gas Canada. Also brought to you by Racetech and Charlie Johnson Racing, with your host, Ryan Gall. Everybody, a little delayed this week. I had a shit pipe issue at my house, and uh, maybe I'll do a rant on our podcast next week. So I'm a little delayed on my rider check-in. This one's going to be brought to you by the fun people over at KTM Husqvarna and Gas Gas. And, of course, Race Tech Suspension, Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension. If you got suspension things you want to get a hold of, hit us up. We can set you up with Charlie Johnson and Race Tech. And uh, this is going to be a good one. I, I've been kind of waiting to chat with this guy because I, I knew it was going to come and, and I knew I would have time and he was going to have a good year. And it's been one of those years, I think, that he's turning some heads and, and keeping people interested in his results. And this past weekend at Gopher News was no different. Uh, but I have on the line uh, TLD Gas Gas SSR, the quiet man, I'm going to call him. He's always very quiet, very reserved. Mr. Daniel Elmore. Daniel, first off, thanks for giving me your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It should be awesome. Yeah, um, I had to, I, I mean, this past weekend, I guess let's get right into it. Like, I don't think you could have made it any harder on yourself. Like, you barely made it. You made it about maybe 100 yards in Moto 1 uh, before you crashed, and then maybe 50 yards in Moto 2. <laughs> um, but, like, we were talking, I don't know if you listen to this week's uh, review podcast. Dude, you got to be in great shape. I mean, you must like to work hard because what you did passing basically 30 riders a moto um not many people do that at the dunes dude and you did it in two motos um basically an hour apart yeah thank you it was uh definitely not ideal but i made the most of it and uh yeah i'm happy with how it went considering um you got good starts though right and that so i mean you're like the first moto you were like third and then uh, did moth kind of come into you and push you over the berm or were you not ready for it and just kind of overshot the turn there uh before you went up the big anthill um i don't want to put any blame on anyone but uh he kind of jumped to the inside we touched bars and elbows and i went over the berm and kind of just stuffed the front but uh yeah <laughs> yeah you're were you were you fired up at that i mean you know, race is racing first lap i don't you know moth is obviously not a dirty rider just kind of going for the position kind of thing but uh were you did that get you fired up for that moto uh in the moment yeah i forgot about it pretty quick though so it's all good um where were you if you can remember this or, okay let me ask you this are you a guy that can remember every part of the track like what gear you're in all that kind of stuff uh yes usually so where are you making your most of your damage if you will when you're making passes was it just everywhere because even watching like a lot of times we were watching the front of the pack obviously there were some good battles in moto number one moto number two was a little more quiet as far as a lot of battling going on but there looked like there was quite a bit of options the way that the track developed especially with a bit of the rain getting thrown in the mix and everything it looked like you guys had a lot of room to do kind of whatever you wanted yeah the track shaped up pretty good there's a lot of lines and options but where I made the most passes was probably that new roller section they put in. I was able to pass like three or four guys at once a bunch of times. So. Oh no, just the full send. Yeah, send. exactly. <laughs> there you go. Nice, good, good, good. Um, yeah. Let's take a little step back in time here. Um, mid mid winterish or maybe early winter, you're on your Hondas and you're you're gonna do the same corner kind of deal you did last year with Cycle North and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, you get a phone call from our buddy Stevie Sims. Give me, give, tell me how that all went down. Uh, getting into that, uh, getting onto that bike down at Club MX. Ah, uh, yeah. So I thought I was gonna be doing the exact same things last year. So I went. I was at club for about, it's probably just under a month. And Steve texted me, asked if he could talk. I 
wasn't really sure what he meant by that, but <laughs> for sure. yeah. And uh, he asked if I wanted to race 450 for him. So, and then I had a bike. I think within a week from then. Um, did you? Was that exciting? Because I know my me and you kind of talked a little bit prior to this stuff, and and about you know you trying to get your your name out there and just. If, you, yeah. if I had any info and stuff like that. And then I, I threw it. I, I made a couple calls and tried to ask some questions and this and that. And at that time, you know, like the Cowie guys were like, yeah, we like that. But they were trying to get the Bogle, right? And and um, uh, at the time uh, with uh, Alex Parker's team, he was kind of set up. And he's like, man, does he have like maybe some money he could bring to the team and we could do it that way. And so things weren't kind of going you know, wide open uh, as far as me trying to knock down these doors and help out. And then all of a sudden, Stevie texts you. And, like, what do you mean you didn't know what he meant by that? What do you think he was going to do? Offer you to, like, come flag at a race or you want to drive his rig? What do you think he's texting you for? Uh, I kind of figured that. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know for sure. So, yeah. uh, um, but so once it came through, was there a, a was it like a relief thing? Did you feel like you made it? Were you excited? Just give me the kind of emotions once you you know said, yeah, let's do this. Um, yeah, it was definitely a huge relief because um, two of the big sponsors I had last year pulled out last minute. Oh, bummer. Okay. So, yeah, my. Uh, uh, bank account digits were going to be at a big zero at the end of the year. So it was a huge relief. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, like we were talking, um, this is a good ride. I, I feel like you're, you're fitting in well. You like the, I mean, for the way that Steve's program works. Um, and I think kind of maybe the reason why Gibbs sort of had to go a different direction or the team of them had to go like, you don't mind camping in the middle of the field, putting a little extra elbow grease in, lifting a little, lifting here, running there. You know what I mean? Like you come from that sort of mentality of a bit more toughness and I'm not knocking Gibbs like that, but I just think a bit more privileged in some ways where you maybe weren't uh, growing up and doing things and you could see it. I mean, I feel like you guys have found a really good fit with each other and every time you hit the track, it's showing that you're, you've got great speed, you're getting amazing starts, you look comfortable on the bike. It looks like it all really is meshed quite well. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been going really well. Um, what's uh, biggest difference from uh, your uh, Orn Elmore tuned Hondas last year to this year's bikes? Um, the uh, overall, I like the gas gas better. Yeah, they um, they like handle better in different situations. Like that, I'm not gonna lie, the Honda corners better. It turns sharper. Right. But uh, I definitely got a lot sketchier on my Hondas because they don't handle very well on rough high speed. So okay, it's uh, definitely a lot easier to ride and a lot easier to ride fast. So. Did it take you a while to kind of adapt, or were you, did you feel pretty comfortable right away? Um, it took probably about a week or so. Okay, not too too bad. And I guess you were kind of you were in probably decent shape already once you got onto the bike and stuff. Like right, you said you had a couple weeks, two or three weeks, kind of riding. I don't really think that you're a a guy that, you know, ventures away from getting in bad shape or doing, you know, going to the bars and eating chicken wings all the time and shit like that. Yeah. I feel like you're a pretty healthy guy just because you like to be. Um, so it probably didn't, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it didn't take you long to get on the bike and feel good. No, it didn't take long at all. Um, okay. Let's talk about this, uh, current, so actually, uh, yeah, let's talk about this current season. Um, you come in and you've basically been the six, five, five, six, five, fives, you know, uh, you and, and Makai have kind of been tossing, uh, it points back and forth. Are you happy right now? I mean, if I was to give my opinion, 
Um, obviously, I think those front guys are a little bit above, but they're not that far. I think this weekend might have been different if you didn't go down those first couple laps. Um, you know, they might have pulled away, but it, I feel like your your speed is getting better, your strength, all that stuff, confidence on the bike. Um, but are you, I, if, if I was you and in the position, I'd be like, man, I'm, I'm feeling good and I'm getting better and feeling better each time. And uh, I, I know that I can get the gap closer kind of thing. Um, but how do you see your season so far? Um, I'm happy with my speed, endurance, the results, not so much. There's had, uh, I don't know if I want to call it unfortunate luck, but I guess it's, uh, had, uh, that was four motos in a row now where I've had been put on the ground when it's not my fault. So yeah, yeah, that's, oh yeah, I forgot it was, yeah. both, I forgot it was both motos of Calgary too. I knew the one, but yeah, you were, well, that's yeah. right. Too bad we don't have an award so. for the most passes, eh? <laughs> yeah does, uh, does simsy give you a bonus a dollar for every pass you make <laughs> uh no unfortunately but it's good <laughs> maybe you have to work out that kind of deal in your contracts from here on out eh? yeah um i remember when we were chatting last year and and i don't know maybe it's uh i don't know if you were you were a little jaded but i was a little jaded at the way the industry sort of looked like i mean you had a good season last year a couple little bike issues kind of you know took some things out but man you got some force and a moto top fives all that kind of stuff on the whole privateer effort you and your brother um do you feel like uh, before steve texted you did you feel kind of like left out of the picture when teams were talking about riders and stuff like that did you have a um a little chip of like fuck man like i, I did this man and nobody's really banging on the door or did you kind of understand that what the teams were doing and where they were spending their monies um, that they had? Um, I'm not going to say I did understand really, but it, uh, I was frustrated, but it honestly kind of motivated me. So it's good. But yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not a man of many words. That's for sure. I, I'm fucking going to pull, yeah. I got to pull teeth out of you, but that's okay. You can ride a dirt bike good and fast, but you got to learn to be able to market yourself, Daniel, if you're going to be this good now, you got to be able to sell yourself, man. Like, you know, maybe we should start taking modeling photos. You and some be- <laughs> you and some bent underwear. Is that what it's called? Bent? Uh, beneath. Beneath, sorry. Oh, I thought it was bent. <laughs> bent over in some bent underwear. There you go. Um, uh, so, yeah, a little bit jaded. And, I mean, like I said, you're, you're just kind of on this sort of outside of your Medags and Pettis, right, Moffenbeier type thing. Um, yeah. but you're like the next guy. Like, again, Makai's doing quite well right now. I wouldn't have, have pictured him in this position, uh, as well, but I, I feel like you're still a little bit above, like you said, you've had a little bit of bad luck. Like you are the fifth best guy right now in this series, but closing that gap. Is there a, do you have a goal for the year? I mean, right. Like I said, you're this fifth place guy getting starts, stuff like that. Like I said, I think these motors would have been would have been better this past weekend if you didn't uh, have the, you know, first turn crashes or well second, third turn in the one moto. But um, do you, is there a goal to like just close the gap or a podium? Like uh, Moffenbeier now is, is out unfortunately this, this weekend, although we do have Lars Van Berkel who was pretty fast last weekend, um, yeah. you know, sort of thing. So maybe you just kind of insert one, take out the other, but is there a goal in mind for you this year to kind of reach? Um, I'd be happy with fifth in the series, but um my goal is just to try and hang with those guys as long as I can every race, pretty much. And then the opportunity arises, maybe sneaking a podium in a moto. But um, at this point, I'm kind of doubting that, but I just want to be there if, if the opportunity comes up, pretty much. So it's cool that you are able to say that and realize that. Because sometimes when people yeah. you know, realize that, like, fuck, okay, I know I'm not going to win. 
right? But I just you you constantly fight to get better, and I think that's a tribute to your your character as a racer. Right? Uh, I don't know if that makes you feel good when I say that. Like your your attitude doesn't ever seem to change, knowing that the number one plate is probably not going to be there this year, maybe down the road, but you still have a, a reason to fight. I think that's kind of a cool character about you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, is that something like that you've you feel that you have something you maybe learn from your parents? Uh, don't you have like nine siblings, right? <laughs> nah, five. Five. Okay, yeah. I thought it was. I thought yeah. told me nine one time. But um, <laughs> is that something that you've you've kind of found within yourself, like where you live, where you grew up? Was it at school, or is it just something that you you just say that's that's just me, or that's just you? Uh, I assume it's probably from my dad. Honestly, he always taught me to be modest and such. So. That's probably where it came from. But you're like you're you're uh, you're modest, but on the track you're you're a fucking an animal. You know what I mean? Like that. You're like that quiet <laughs> animal kind of thing, like a Rocky uh, sort of like a fighter guy, right? You don't your your action speaks louder than words is is what I guess I'm trying to say here. Um, okay, so the goal moving a little bit closer. Um, Sandy Lee, Moncton, um, Deshambeau, and Walton left. Anything? Uh, in particular you're looking forward to or you're sort of like, ah, that's not my track, I'm going to save it for this weekend, or you just every track is kind of the, the equal for you? Do you, or do you have one that's better than others? Um, I really enjoyed Moncton last year. Okay. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I really like that track for some reason. Well, so I, f- I feel like you, to that. I feel like you, like growing up where you did and, and where you do get to practice, uh, I saw some of your reels and instagrams like it's just a dusty <laughs> shithole fucking concrete track up in the middle yeah. of pete up in the middle of nowhere canada that nobody's ever heard of uh, so i feel like slippery surfaces are are maybe a little bit more attractive for you yeah probably is that uh but. um like because yeah moncton's got it's got like the it's it's tacky in some spots but it's got like wood chips and and saw and uh and hard packed so so yeah you can it can get really slippery and edgy and of course um if it's hot as hell right it gets extra hard packed yeah um what's it about that place that i don't know gives you makes you feel good um well i always like the track how it's the like layout and stuff and the dirt's obviously familiar and then the fans last year were pretty awesome too they got uh, pretty loud every time you go by it's motivating and such so there's um a lot of fun jumps too Oh yeah, definitely. Right, nice big float, but all super safe, right? But nice big, and I, I always used to like that as a racer. Like if you have a big gap that you're doing, you can take kind of a breath. You know, there's like a big moment, soak it all in, and then kind of charge to the next section sort of thing. Do you ever do you do that when you ride? You breathe in the air, like stuff like that. Like this weekend, you probably didn't get a chance to breathe much, but you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, look for opportunities. Take a quick breather on the track every time. So. Um, let's step back to amateur days. How did we all, how did you get involved? Where did you like, why dirt bike racing? How did it come to come to fruition with you? Um, I two older brothers started racing, I guess it was a year before me. So that's how I got started. But, um, obviously up North, there's not much racing. So as an amateur, I didn't do a whole lot. I honestly didn't start making a big push at it till I was 18. So how old are you now? Uh, 21. So we're talking only three years ago. Good. Okay. I mean, your, your progression, uh, I don't know if you sit back sometimes, if you're just looking on your phone and looking at old pictures or maybe Facebook stuff or something like your progression is, um, pretty impressive. 
um, you know, coming from where you are, not racing a ton of amateurs, you know, you don't have some trans can title or you didn't go to the w can well you probably did but you didn't have some like nobody was on on you it just it just started kind of happening when you sort of turned pro like two years ago i guess is kind of when started things happening and then last year you really turned heads um uh it's it's do you ever just look at that going man you know I, i'm i'm pretty fucking good at riding a dirt bike does it ever come up and just pop in your head i know you're modest i know you're modest uh yeah sometimes i guess i mean i guess i look back in uh 2019 was my first year racing the Western Pro, and my best finish I think was a 24. So, looking back, I guess I'm pretty happy and proud of where I come from. So, so let me throw this one at you. I don't know how how much of a historian or a student of the sport. So, 2007, Sean Moffenbier turns pro, right out of the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan. And when I say pro, I use that word extremely loosely. He was scary uh, when he first got onto the pro scene and everything, but he was just a hard worker. He, he listened. He was able to adapt. He was able to travel. His old man and them, they created a team and stuff, and then boom, he became a freaking 250 champion. And now look at him this year, right? I mean, um, obviously, you race against him, but I, you probably yourself are going to go, man, he's, in, he's really impressive this year. Like He's gotten even better than last year, you know, kind of thing. Um, do you look at stuff like that at all? Again, I don't know if you know Sean's story, but I kind of, I feel like there's a bit of a resemblance here. You're just a hard worker and there's the old thing is the, the harder you work, the better things will come to you kind of thing. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. I know his uh, background a little bit. I've heard of it and such, and it, it's a cool story. I'm uh, hoping I can kind of repeat the same thing. We'll see. <laughs> um, okay. 21, you're sitting in a pretty good position right now. You're getting good results. You, you've, you found yourself a pretty decent home. Um, are you, do you, do you want to stay there? Has there been talks about 2024 at all? Um, are you planning on doing the series for five to 10 more years? Just give me your sort of, um, I don't know, a bit of futuristic look at, at what Danielle Moore's going to do in the next five to 10. Oh, that's hard to say right now, but, um, if I could start bringing some money in racing, I don't see any reason for me quitting in the next five years. So that's a definitely for sure. Well, you, you have a uh, job too, right? I remember when we talked last, you, you have kind of an off-season job? Yeah, that's right. I work five to six months every winter. So, and do, you, do, you, do you enjoy that? Like it's a good breakup, right? That's something else that I kind of like about you is that you know, it's you don't have to spend seven months at fucking Club MX, and if you go down there for a month or two before the season, get yourself ready. You can prove and get good, good results. Like, do you feel like that's a good way to? I mean, yes, everybody would probably love to have the uh, the paycheck and the and the uh, you know relaxability. Well, I wouldn't call it relaxability, but like you know schedule of Dylan Wright. But you know, perfect seasons and fifteen overall wins in a row. Um, that's what gets you that kind of shit. Right. But, um, the, uh, like just being able to work and then race, like, I love that attitude. Like you don't just need to focus on racing, split it up. Like that's the way Canadian attitude needs to be. Would you agree with me on that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like I, um, I guess it would have been the winter of 20, 2021. I trained at a club for five and a half months Yep. and I, uh, at the end of month five, I was crashing and hurt myself and ended up separating my shoulder. It just, it doesn't work well when you train for that long. You get burnt out and such. So, and then obviously when I work, I'm not going to lie and say I like my job. I start to hate it quite a bit after about three <laughs> months. But uh, 
that uh, gives you a different perspective and makes you realize how awesome it is to race your dirt bike all summer. So, fucking, that's like one of the best answers I've ever heard, and that should be tattooed on all these amateurs, <laughs> all these amateur trailers. You know what I mean? Like, just oh, yeah. have a different perspective. I mean, like I run local races, and you know, I want all these kids to come. It helps put money in my pocket, it helps pay my bills, but I also try to sell it as like, hey guys, like. The window of becoming, you know, rich or even paying for your life is very small, but you can have a great life if you're able to manage, you know, five to six months of work and then you go five to six months of racing, almost like as if you, you know, owned a, a snowplow business in the winter and then you raced all summer or you owned a lawn care, lawn care business in the summer and you, and you wanted to race all winter. Like there are ways to do it, but it does take a good work ethic. And I think that's something that you're. I don't know if it's realizing it, but you're also sort of finding a way to make it work. And I think that's a, a great selling feature on your end of things. Um, it's, uh, I, I, just, I just like hearing that story. When I hear that, it, it makes me more of a fan. I'm still a fanboy too. Like I'm not gonna come and get I'm not gonna come and get your autograph anytime soon. But I'm still a fan of stuff like that. It makes me feel good when I'm talking about it on television stuff. And and um, I, I just people need to know that that story. I think that's cool. And I I, I hope sometimes you I go again. You're modest, but you should be sharing that kind of shit with maybe your Marcus Ducey's or, um, you know, uh, I mean, Sam Gaynor and you are very similar. You know, I, you, I don't know how you guys are getting along. Are you guys bonding? Because you guys are kind of similar. Just a hard-working, put your heart on the line, drop the gate, and fucking go for it attitude. <laughs> yeah, we get along pretty great. I've had zero issues so far. I mean, we've only been a help to each other, so it's been good. Have you uh, you guys been able to do some motos together? Because I know he's work, he still works right now. Um... Not much, honestly. Okay. I think, honestly, I can't remember if we've done any. I mean, we did the, we raced at uh, Walton, your race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you kind of go, Jesus, I can't believe he's doing these FXR premix and fucking 250 class. Do you think that's pretty wild or you're like, oh, man, I could fucking do that too. What, like, where do you look at that? Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I think I could do it, but I think my finish in my 450 races would definitely be one or two positions back, I think. Yeah, you think it would suffer? I mean, uh, I feel like, too, almost getting, like, I don't know if you're at that, because you're not that, that old yet, neither is Sam. You guys are probably close to the same age. Um, but I, nowadays, for me, like, I need to get warmed up. Like, moto number one, I'm using shit. And then, like, I need to get warmed up. Like, with those premix ones, it's almost like he gets the heart rate going and gets the blood flowing. And then you don't get on the 250F class. If you did that in the 450, you might be hard because you're, like, spiking your heart rate and then you're dropping for another, I don't know, hour and a half or whatever kind of thing, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't know unless I tried, but yeah, I guess maybe so. in the future sometime. <laughs> well, I'll tell Steve Simsy to set you up with the 125. Uh, yeah, let's, maybe we'll see. I mean, if I, I, I'd be down for it if I had a good points cushion coming into Walton. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I, yeah. That'd be a hell of a team right there. Uh, premix, premixes, what, 250, 450, like as if the TLD Gas Gas SSR boys aren't busy enough with all the fucking bikes and stuff. Just eight, oh, yeah. eight motos a day freaking going on there. That'd be pretty freaking wild for sure. Um, heading into Santa Lee this weekend, uh, how are we feeling? How's your body, uh, fitness, all that kind of stuff like that? I mean, it looks like I said, this past weekend was pretty r remarkable. Um, again, other than, you know, you'd had to come from way back, but it looks like everything's going pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I tried to do 235s yesterday i had to cut my second one short because i was pretty sore because i got uh my head and shoulder run over on that start crash at gopher so. yeah the, the second one eh? because you would you hit that you yeah. ran into the back of tyler and then just kind of had to and then you got hit from behind i think 
Um, no, that's oh. not really what happened. Oh, okay. Uh, Tyler slid out. Yeah. So I checked up and kind of veered right a bit, and Dylan just held it wide open and plowed right into the side of me. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, I hit the ground pretty hard, and then one of the, I'm not sure who it was. It was one of the three three guys uh, from the CCR team. They ran over my head shoulder. But uh, Well, actually, I think it might oh, maybe it was Hoffman, because I thought Trutz was way back, too, in that moto. He, uh, he had issues right out of the gate. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, okay, okay. But, maybe it was the first moto that he went down or something. Then, okay. Um, obviously, you didn't get clipped and didn't get injured or anything. Nothing nothing smashed up in that? or. Uh, no, shoulder's just a bit sore, but it, it'll be 100% by Sunday. Where's the GoPro footage? It's up on my YouTube and oh, is Instagram. It? Okay, I, mi- I must have yeah. missed it then. I missed it. Mate, fucking tag me in that shit. I got to see that stuff. I, I, watched, I watched all the Instagram ones of it because I forgot that you went down twice at Calgary, but then that's where I remember how I, uh, how I saw it was on your, uh, on your Instagram. Um, what's up with that now? You doing like a vlog and stuff like that or just something fun? You're, you're opening up the doors now to people. That's not like you, Daniel. You're pretty <laughs> reserved. Uh, I just uh, wear the GoPro at all my motos and then I like, pretty much just edit out the boring parts and then post on youtube so just for something fun yeah pretty much it uh so a few people watch it sometimes so it's it's worth putting up i used to do this thing years ago when i first started guaranteed mx where i it was more like vet races and stuff like so five laps six laps where i'd talk during the motos and you know, yeah. i clip things um you should hook a mic up to it and talk for the first while you're doing the start and then woo, down the start line or something and then when you get it and getting up in the first turn and you crash ah fucking you know it was like pretty funny like entertaining i mean it's uh the whole social media thing i mean do you do you enjoy that kind of stuff i again you're a reserved guy so is it hard for you to kind of put yourself out there and do things because like i said i like watching these gopro things yeah, I mean, I have fun with it quite a bit. I mean, sometimes it gets time-consuming, it gets frustrating, but, I mean, that's, like, everything, so it's all right. Um, talk to me about the, the team right now. Um, Simsy's mom cooking food. You got a mechanic. I just – how is it all going? Is this is this sort of like – have you felt like you've made it? Is there something more out there that's – I mean, obviously, you know, maybe it's out of the GDR rig or the or, uh, Cowies or whatever. It might be bigger. It looks bigger and better, but it looks like you've really found a nice little home there. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I can't complain at all. I mean, it uh, took a bit to get used to coming off the track and just handing my bike over to my mechanic, but uh, I'm getting used to it, so it's good. Um, uh, what kind of food does Simsy's mom cook, you guys? Oh, uh, Mary makes everything. It's uh, uh, the food's awesome. I yeah. can't complain at all. So you're getting treated like gold, man. You're a fucking star now. Hey. <laughs> right? Uh not yet, but we'll see. Um, what's the love life like for you? You single man or you got a woman? Uh, I'm single right now. Oh, are you? Are you like? <laughs> yeah. a, do you swipe right and stuff or what? Ah, uh, no, I'm no. not into that. But uh, do you want to put it out here right now? Like, what you like? Long walks on the beach, ice cream, um, a foot rub, <laughs> like for the ladies out there. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna embarrass you a little bit, buddy. Um, um, I want to. Uh, th- that that's. Uh, are you missing your brother? That was what I want to talk. About. Last year it was you and your brother in the trailer by yourselves. Are you missing the family aspect? Do you miss Orn? Uh, sometimes. I mean, there's a few uh, instances last year where we had some pretty heated arguments, but that happens, I guess. Well, fuck yeah! But of course, I, it's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it, it was nice having him around, and he is a good mechanic for the year. So hopefully he's back on the bike soon. He can 
make it out next year. Yeah, I was going to say he got hurt pretty decent, right? And he's kind of just kind of waiting to get back? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty bad deal. He broke his scaphoid and dislocated his wrist. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. Bummer. Yeah. He's, uh, scaphoid's not healing as fast as it should, but he's hoping to be, at least be able to, like, work out and stuff and hopefully be on the bike within the next month or so. Uh, well, good. Hopefully, yeah. It was. It's. It's again. It's a great storyline. You know what I mean? Like you're way up north in Canada. Not a lot of people even know where you. Where if you look on a map, where you live, and now you're kind of making this name for yourself, and you're doing it off a of hard work and heart. Um, it's a. It's a true. Uh, it's a true Hollywood type story kind of thing, man. You know, it's a very. It's a cool little thing there. And like I said last year with your brother, it was always good seeing you guys. You're always smiling, and you're making it work. Um, and that's what I love about. I love about that. Um, will he come out to any of the rounds at all, just to kind of hang out for a weekend, right? Um, he already came out to, uh, he f- actually flagged for, uh, West Cannon, the Canada's National, so he was out there for that. Did he really? Oh, man, I bet you that was nice yeah. in that, that heat all week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he said it was pretty gnarly. Yeah, I bet, I bet. <laughs> um, have you been able to watch the 250 class at all this year? Um, usually I can watch about the first half of the first moto. I can't get any of the second in, but I've been able to watch a little. So... If you're a betting man, who's gonna? We're halfway through the series now. If me and you are gonna throw down ten bucks, who's who's gonna be the champion? Come the uh, the checker, the last checker flag at Walton. Um, I want to say Ryder, but uh, I've seen some pretty gnarly mistakes. But I'm thinking, I think Kevin might actually get it if I had to bet on it. Okay, you know, so. man, I. His story's pretty impressive, right? Five years away, yeah. and like, it's there's a lot of cool little inside uh, things that, and for the Canadian series, you know, yourself included, and the Mackay thing off the little bike now on a big bike, the whole Benoit scenario, two stroke now on this bike, um, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, pretty wild how. Um, you know, our series sometimes gets looked at as a bit silly, right? Canadians are always looked at a little silly because we're easygoing and, and life is simple. But, like, you guys are all, like, everybody that races, like, they're badass athletes, and then there's all these little storylines to it. Do you think our series, do you think we as media or our series, do we do a good job promoting what's going on in here in Canada, or do you think we're missing something? Oh, yeah, definitely. You're all doing an amazing job. So I'm, I can't pick out anything. Well, we got to talk to fucking guys like you who don't like to talk much, right? It's hard to sell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When are you guys loading up and heading to San Lee? Uh, We're actually loading up this afternoon, and I think we're pulling out of here at around 5.30. Oh, beautiful. Good, good. Uh, Do you drive one of the rigs, or do you just get to ride shotgun? I just ride shotgun. I don't... uh... I don't trust myself driving those. I don't think Steve trusts me either, so it's all good. Gotcha. And you guys, no motels or hotels or anything, right? You just stay in the trailers? Uh, yeah, we just stay in the fifth wheel. It's uh, it's pretty nice inside, so, I mean, it's it's been good. You're making it work. I love that. Uh, okay, prediction yeah. for you this weekend. What are we going to do? Pardon? What are you going to do this weekend? I, I want a prediction for you. I want, like, where are you going to finish? How are we feeling? I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Ideally, 5-5. Five, five. That's my goal, so see if we can get that done. All right, a 5-5 five, five day. Um well, Daniel, I super appreciate your time today, dude. I know it's uh, these aren't one of your fortes, but you're getting better at this stuff, dude. And I, I think your story is is great to hear about. And I hope the uh, the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered podcast fans get a kick out of this one, and they come up and shake your hand. And, and at, like you said, at Moncton, there the fans are amazing. They're hopefully listening to this and and uh, come and visit the number twenty five. And uh, hey, is that your? That's not a number you picked, is it? Or is that a number? Is that a career number? 
That is not a career number. I missed out on it by like 15 points last year. So okay, so we're we're working on a career number. What uh, if you get to pick this at the end of this year, which is looking good? What uh, what's the what's the what's the number? Uh, I'm going back to triple digits. Three seven seven. Three seven seven. Yeah, you'd be right. the only. Uh, yeah, there is no career triple digits right now, is there in Canada? I don't think so. No. Oh shit. Turning around here, I like it. Three seven seven. What? What? Yeah. I, I know that obviously is one of your first numbers. Did you have a reason why you picked that when you were a kid? Um. Well, the year I started racing was two thousand and ten, and obviously that was the year Porcel was dominating all the U.S. stuff in the two D class. So I was watching that a lot. So that's the main reason. So you're like his only fucking fan, right there. Wow. I guess so. I would have never, ever guessed that. I thought it was going to represent like a birthday <laughs> or like something your dad did. Oh, my God. Porcel, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. That's freaking amazing. And so uh, you wouldn't have raced him, I guess, when he came up here, but you probably went to the races, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I got him to uh, sign my number plate and took a picture with him. So No way. Cool. No. How old? Yeah. Uh, so, wait, that was 15? That when, was 2017, I believe. Was it 17 he came up? Okay. So you would yeah. have been like 60, what was that, five years ago? No, four years ago. So like 18, 17, 18? What's that? You were like 17, 18, I guess, when you met him. I was 15. 15. Holy jeepers. Look at that. Poor Sal is the reason. I freaking love that. I would have never, ever guessed that. There's no, not a person in the world that would have guessed that. That's amazing. Um, hey, let's yeah. get a little love out there to the, the people that are helping you, Daniel. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, TLB, Gas Gas, SSR, and Steve Sims, and uh, everyone involved, Mary Sims, Yuri, um, Jeff Gaynor, everyone that helps out on the team, It's uh, makes my life a lot easier than last year, that's for sure, and uh, uh, TLB, uh, Sunoco Racefields, Oakley, Alpine Stars, um, yeah, it's a long list, it's hard to remember everything, but uh yeah, definitely it's someone holding a pit board if I get a podium interview or something. <laughs> well, you know what? You get a podium interview. Everybody's just want to hear the down-to-earth, modest man you are, man. You're doing a great job. Uh, thanks, everybody, Thank for you. tuning in to this week's Rider Check-In with Daniel Elmore, brought to you by KTM Husqvarna Gas Gas and our friends over at Race Check, Charlie Johnson Sus- Racing Suspension. We appreciate those guys jumping on board. And, uh, Danny, we'll see you in, I don't know, 24 hours' time uh, at Santa Lee. Uh, good luck this weekend, and uh, thanks again for your time. Thank you. Sounds good. I appreciate it. See you then.